3: Welcome in to Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors as we listen to a Slash there. It reminds me of watching him on stage. Just a masterful guitarist, I just have to tell you. Outstanding. Welcome in. Mark Cox along with Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman. Pew Pew. Pew Can either one of you play guitar? No. Okay. This there we is go. like somebody asking me if I golf. Yes, <laughs> I do. Not very well,
4: he but can I do golf. I, 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 I can. I, I have two guitars. I mm-hmm. uh, told my wife a couple of them, well, several, several years ago. I wanted a pawn shop guitar. And I want a brand new one. I just want a pawn shop guitar. She got me a, a, a acoustic guitar, beautiful Epiphone guitar. Uh, I can pl- I can do the chords with my fingers. I got these big long sausages. I can do the chords, I, and I've got music in me. I, I mean, I used to believe this or not. I used to pop and break dance, not on my head, but down in uh, downtown Minneapolis when I was a, a kid. I know you about, uh, hold on, stand up. <laughs> <I'm a laughs> really? I, I, I did. When I was a young, wow. skinny uh, broadcast student, yes. we'd go down there and we'd make money doing it. But anyway, I've got music in me. I just can't put it together. I just can't put it together for some reason. So I keep trying. Then my wife got me a Blake Shelton signature guitar, mm-hmm. uh, camouflage, beautiful. They both hang on my wall. So when I'm doing like a Zoom, that's the backdrop. Everybody thinks I'm Slash, you know, or Slash's cousin. Oh, yeah, I can play them. Mm-hmm. I would never say that out loud, though. So
3: there, there are currently four guitars at my house one that belongs to me, two acoustics that uh, we inherited one and we bought one for my daughter when she was taking lessons. Mm-hmm. And and then the electric guitar that my son bought years ago when he thought he was going to be a guitarist. I, I'm still the only one in the house, to my knowledge, who can play the chords, but I've just never been able to put it all together. Oh, we'd be a great band. We would be a great band. Not. <laughs> Bo and Mark, uh, two songs. We can play two songs. What are they? What's that? Whatever. I, <laughs> oh, I could probably, probably play. I could probably, I could probably pull off a Eagle song like "Take It Easy." Yeah. I couldn't sing it because my voice isn't high enough, but um, I, I think I could play it from start to finish.
4: Somebody said, "Okay, go to YouTube, punch in two chord guitar songs," and I think sitting yeah. on the dock of the bay is one, <laughs> of,
3: one of, them. of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still, guess what? Still couldn't do Smoke it. "Smoke on the Water." That's the first one I learned years ago. So here, here. Since we're on the guitar store, here's my guitar. Uh, uh, here, here's my. I went. I had a Hondo. Uh, Les Paul copy was my first guitar. It was a sunburst. It was a beautiful guitar, but it was a cheap knockoff. Right. Right. And then I decided that I wanted a real guitar. <laughs> so I collected my money back in 1980 and I went to the local music store and I bought a Gibson SG standard. Ooh, legit. Um, cause I thought I was going to be the next Angus Young minus the short pants mm-hmm. and the bow tie. Right. <laughs> and, um, I, I just I played in a band in high school, played a little bit in college, and that guitar is still as beautiful as it was as the day I bought it because I've never played it More that, right? dusty. <laughs> I know it's got not I keep it in a hard case, not dusty, but still yeah. it's it's, it's Beautiful, And I refused to get rid of it because I always hoped one of my kids would pick up guitar mm-hmm. and I'd pass
5: it down to him someday.
4: Or if you but ever I went to prison, you had to have something to play Thank in the prison. You. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Or
5: your grandson now. Now maybe my grandson <laughs> would be a guitarist. Yeah, so. no, I've got music in well, me. I, I was in
4: choir, I mean, because that's where the girls were. I was in choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did drama. I you know, played some sports, but I just couldn't. I, I still try. I still try. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh Great setting for guitar playing when we are not playing is around a bonfire. And, man, are we not in bonfire yes. uh, territory now with these uh, cool temperatures at night? Love that. Uh, but on the way in uh, to record this, I was thinking about, uh, well, they may be drinking games, but uh, you know, little uh, rounds, not singing, but you mm-hmm. ever hear it of one fat hen? You ever hear that? The, the, it's a, like a challenge. Like, I say one fat hen, you say one fat hen.
3: One fat hen. One
4: fat hen, couple of <laughs> duck.
3: One fat hen, couple of duck.
4: One fat hen, couple of duck, three brown bear.
3: One fat hen, couple of duck, three brown bear. Where are we? I'm gonna keeps, mispronounce this going. at some point. And it right. keeps going until you <laughs> screw it up and it goes and then to you like to
4: start. Do you know it? No. You've never you are not country boys at all. No. Uh, Minnesota I, I, I knew boys.
5: Baby Shark before Baby Shark was a thing though. <laughs> I bet because you that did. was that was a campfire thing for kids. Really? I did yeah. okay. So yeah. you,
4: those kinds of things. We need to do a special episode of bonfire stories, bonfire challenges i just remember that's where my, baby
5: shark came from
4: i had no idea it was a yeah. campfire so you know yeah. by heart
5: no but like it gets first you start with baby shark then you go to like mama shark and then daddy shark and then grandpa shark and they're they're actually like hand movements for each single one because like grandma doesn't have any teeth oh no and then you have to run <laughs> away and it, it's a whole thing that's adorable but, but to, to uh back
3: to your point of being able to sit around a bonfire we got invited out to innsbruck a couple weekends ago some oh, friends that have a house out there right on a little lake it's just beautiful the temperature was perfect we had a bonfire going it was actually a little too warm at first you had to move away from the bonfire oh yeah mm-hmm. and you know this guy whips out a guitar and you never know what you're going to get he and, and it was amazing uh, i love people that have the talent to do that i've never been able to just sit and entertain
5: someone uh, uh with a with a musical instrument I i'd love to think be able of to do animal that. house when john belushi's walking down the stairs and the guy's playing the guitar and then John Belize, smashes it, up it against the smashed. wall. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't want to be that guy.
4: No. Yeah. Speaking of bonfires, the biggest one I ever went to uh, was out in Dittmer, Grubville area. And we were invited out, and it was Halloween-ish weekend maybe. Uh, but they had built a, 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 a what looked like a house out of pallets. And just before they lit it on fire... Here comes the five-gallon gas cans. Oh. And you talk about stepping away from a bonfire. This thing was, thank goodness, in the middle of a farm field. No fire marshal. No, this was frightening. I mean, everybody ran away because everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're going to spark at any time. And then I saw the gas. I'm like, yeah, just slowly back away. <laughs> back away. <laughs> then I'm running. But, yeah, you got to be careful. But even if you've got a little chiminea on your patio or a bonfire, I mean,
3: this is the time.
5: It's what do you happen? It's true. Now, he's laughing at the fact that they threw gas on a fire.
3: Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking about that Eddie Murphy skit where he talks about his uncle throwing gasoline on the fire and burning his little cousin. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I I, I'm sorry. That's what crossed my mind. That's where I go. I used to have that skit memorized, mm-hmm. but you you can't repeat you can't it on the radio. On the Plus, radio. Yeah. these days you can't repeat very many Eddie Murphy skits from that era because it's not PC. No. You get in trouble. I, I, i'll tell you what <laughs> Raw, <laughs> some of that stuff come um, on you
4: know uh, so with roku yeah, TV delirious. and all this stuff uh 2b you can you can find you know family affair and which we're into right now um uh, uh soap we went through I the entire soap. so it's completely politically. Could incorrect. you imagine it being aired today? K- mm-hmm. Karens would fall down over, <laughs> snowflakes be melting all. But it's hilarious. You know why? Because it was an era where we just kind of made fun of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, people made fun of me. You made. I,
3: I don't know. I don't know where people got so sensitive. But... I don't either. We're talking. We were talking about Andrew Dice Clay, the Dice Man cometh. Remember that? story? Uh, yeah comedy bit Hickory, absolutely Talk, Talk. <laughs> talking about it with my son we're, we're driving to guns and roses and and my friend jeff and i were laughing and we're like you know that, that stuff you you could there's no way you could get
5: on stage and get away with some of that stuff these days unless you're andrew dice clay
3: unless you're andrew
5: dice clay and, and he doesn't do that stuff anymore he's a legitimate actor now he was in The star is born i
3: know but i i do remember though it's it, it just as you age right i i got Engaged. I got married. My wife and I were looking for something to do on a Saturday night. I'm like, "Hey, I was at Blockbuster today, and they've got Andrew Dice Clay's video there. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen." I bring it home. I stick it in the machine. About five minutes into it, I feel a set of eyes on me. She's just staring at me. This is not funny. (laughs) And I'm like, "This is great." (laughs) This is not funny. So anyway, there are and you're still married. I mean, we're still married all these years. Because you stopped that video. Because I turned the video <laughs> off.
4: There are Democrats, there's Republicans, there's cats, there's dogs, there's men, there's women. We're all wired differently. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. yeah Speaking stuff.
3: of being wired, uh, hunting season is officially underway. Bow season started this week. A lot of people are probably in the woods this weekend listening to this podcast, maybe. Um, and it, you you need to talk to somebody who's really passionate about it. We've got our guest, Jason, who's coming up. is It's just... It's just He's one of those guys that I admire because I hunt, but I'm not a hunter. Does that make sense? Like, I go into you the love woods golfing,
4: and I hunt. but you're not a golfer? Thank you. Okay. Sort of the
3: same <laughs> thing. You
5: have a guitar, not but real you're
3: not good a at either. There we go.
4: I, I <laughs> will go. say this, that uh, he is a friend of mine on Facebook, but I've actually known the guy for about 20 years. Uh, Jason, we'll call him Jason Bourne in this uh, category. But I've been in Jace, uh, uh, Facebook jail <laughs> for 72 hours, and here's the problem. They never told me what the problem was. And here's the crazy part. It wasn't something I posted on my wall. It was something I sent through Messenger oh really beware and with the look on your face uh, now i know it's serious it's crazy times
3: wow hey it's uh, second amendment radio and the great outdoors we're back with more on uh, hunting season 2021 when we come back
0: at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. <laughs>
2: Oh, boy.
4: Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Yeah, he's there. And uh, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. If you've never been to a gun concierge, if you've been to a gun concierge, you know you've been. If you've never been, you've been to a gun store, been to a sporting goods store. Now you got to go see them at Razorback Armory in De Pair, half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road. Great crew, Jesse and Brad got a great store. They can get any accessory you want. A
3: silencer? Go to RazorbackArmory.com for more information. Tell them Bo sent you. Mark. When I think concierge, I think the guy or the the lady sitting at the desk in at the hotel that like that can sets get you any dinner reservations. Oh no, and, and get you even more. <laughs> Let's think pretty woman. Oh, nice. Or like nice. John Wick. <laughs> or that. So you're not like promising something Razorback can't deliver here or anything, are you?
4: You've you to be careful. You ask him. You've got to be careful. I've known Jesse for a long time. I know that boy's background. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, this segment uh, is really devoted to hunting and a hunter extraordinaire hunting expert. This is a guy who thinks about hunting every single day of his life and wow. never misses. I'm telling you, I'm building him up but it's real. It's real. He's an outdoorsy guy. Um, He is the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Bourne, the hunter. Everybody knows Daniel (laughs) Bourne?
3: Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh Jason
4: Bourne, we're going to call him. (laughs) (laughs) He is, uh, he's on the phone right now to talk to us about, and literally just a random call, Mark. And I found out he's ready, getting ready for goose hunting. He's already been deer hunting. Jason, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Jason, are you there? Yes. Hey buddy. How are you? Hey, doing all right, man. Uh, hey, thank you so much for joining us again. He has been on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors before. Okay, um, good, Jason. Uh, you've already begun uh, early uh, deer hunting archery season already, haven't you?
6: Yes, um, archery season in Missouri opened up yesterday, and I was in the woods
3: yesterday morning.
4: Yeah, yep. the, the time of this recording. Uh, yeah, it, it it just opened yesterday, and I'm sure you're excited about it.
3: Yeah, I wondered about that. What what can can you share the general area where you hunt? um no <laughs> well i'm not asking for the to... i'm not asking for the coordinates the i'm address. just wondering <laughs> yeah. generally like are you in are you uh you know west north where Where do you hunt i'm in west county okay
4: gotcha yeah you've got access um yep.
3: and 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 as as i'm
4: building you up to be the hunting expert that you are you oh, literally gosh. are a guy that, that thinks about hunting every single day don't you
3: Every day, all day, all year round. <laughs> what What do you see? I'm not a bow hunter. i I'll go out during a gun season. Uh, I've got I've got some land we hunt on out in Warrington. but uh-huh. I'm not a bow hunter. So so are you a you obviously are a bow hunter if you were out the, the minute the season started. <laughs> what do you do to prepare for that? Um, pretty much you want to make sure that your
6: equipment is uh, safe um, and ready to go, uh, especially with bow hunting. Um. Bowhunting is all about repetition, and you want to make sure that you get your muscle memory down, you get your technique down, your form down, your concentration down, and you practice. You just put arrows down range. You keep practicing and practicing and practicing. for so when that time comes in the woods, it's like second nature to you.
4: Yeah, I've heard that. And, and, and you know, same rules go for uh, firearms as well. But uh, to me, uh, archery is, is such a, a silent a silent hunt you know there, there's yeah. not a lot of noise you can practice in your probably your backyard or you know you don't need to go to a gun range because there's no noise um, but you know what every time I walk into a, a sporting goods store or a farm store I see these crossbows mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've always wanted one I've never bought one uh, maybe I should ask Santa for one do you have a crossbow <laughs> Jason
6: no I, I shoot a vertical compound bow at Matthews yeah, do you hear that, Bo Matthews? Oh, yeah.
3: No. Nice. <laughs> Hopefully, you're getting some residuals. It's, off no, that. it's my company. Oh, okay. No, it's not. All no, right. it's not. <laughs> so, you know, I did, We should now. now that Bo's brought that up, it was only recently that they opened it up to allow you to use crossbows during bow season. Before, correct. it was limited to people with with some sort of disability. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever tried a crossbow? <gasps> No,
6: I don't have any
4: desire. <laughs> really? What is it? It's just technology, my friend. It's like
6: motorcycles with windshields. It's just technology. Yep. And it has its pluses and minuses. In my humble opinion, I think a, a huge plus is it gets new people introduced to the lifestyle of hunting, the tradition of hunting, gets them engaged with the outdoors. So that is a huge plus with, with when they change that over. So I do support getting more hunters engaged with nature. And getting pure organic meat to put on their tables.
3: Yeah, there you go. Uh, my brother-in-law's got a crossbow. He let me take it out last year. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Had practiced with it a few times. I, the, the 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 drawback, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, Jason, is that you you don't have you don't have quite the distance or the range you might get with with your compound bow, correct? So so you've got to hope that the deer is going to come a bit closer. With most most uh, of these crossbows, not all of them. But depending on the strength of the crossbow and the accuracy, it's a shorter arrow. You, It's a distance issue. Is that am I right about well, that? Well, um, to be honest with you, the higher-end bows, crossbows, um, they
6: have what's called a bolt. So you're right. It's a shorter, quote-unquote, arrow, so it's called a bolt. The uh, Higher-end ones actually have a longer range than a compound vertical bow. Wow.
4: And how about the speed? Yep. Is it much different than a vertical? It's faster. It's faster than a vertical? Yeah. Wow. And would that be yeah. would that would that be a, a better kill uh, per se or not necessarily?
6: No, because there's a lot of hunters out there that that have uh, really slow bows, and all it is is as long as the bow is quiet and you have an accurate ethical shot on the animal that you're harvesting, that 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 animal is going to be dispatched within very short amount of time.
4: I love when he uses all that placements. language. Dispatched. Yeah. I'm yeah. dispatching him. That's so cool. <laughs> what,
3: what, what's the longest uh, shot you've taken successfully with your bow? Oh, uh, about
6: five years ago, I killed a 10-point buck at 44 yards.
3: 44 yards?
4: Yes. Okay. Well, no, that's, a, what, 120 feet or so? That, that's yeah, that, That's pretty decent.
6: I'm probably confident up to 50 yards. I practice up to 50 yards.
4: And uh, and didn't you tell me a long time ago it is pretty rare when you actually go to the grocery store to buy protein? I have not bought meat from a store in 13 years. How about that, Mark? Wow, that's a hunter right there. No kidding. No kidding.
3: <laughs> so we're going to Jason's house for backstrap. when exactly?
4: and when all when all hell breaks loose, that's what we're. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I
6: I eat I eat everything that I kill, and and that's anywhere from from deer to duck to goose to rabbit to squirrel to turkey. And you don't you do you mess with fishing or no? uh no i don't have enough time
4: (laughs) have have you ever have you ever entertained the idea of going on one of these alone shows or something like that
6: um i have because uh i was in boy scouts and and um so I'm, i'm fairly comfortable in the woods and survival but um yeah from september 15 to the end of april is my time of the year for hunting
3: yeah what what so you clearly do it all what's your what's your favorite do you have a favorite goose hunting
6: okay why Canada goose hunting. It's just uh, the camaraderie, uh, you know, when we, for, for waterfowl hunting, you, you can be with other friends. You, you can talk. Uh, we make breakfast in the blind. Now, nice. obviously, when the birds are working, when they're close, um, concentration and kind of got to be, be quiet and whatnot. But the camaraderie and uh, that, that's the memories that you make together. That's awesome. Now, um, you know, uh, uh, who
4: is the equivalent? Uh, Phil Robertson is obviously the king of the duck hunting world. Who is the goose guy? He passed away a couple of years ago on an ATV accident. You remember him?
6: That t- Yeah, Tim Grounds. Tim. He was Tim over Grounds. there in southern Illinois. Yeah. Awesome, awesome guy, champion goose caller, and phenomenal top-of-the-line
4: guy. So we're, we're going to talk uh, the food aspect of goose hunting and goose eating. His wife, when I interviewed her after he had passed away, I said, so are you like Miss Kay? Do you have a lot of great recipes? She goes, goose is nasty. I don't eat <laughs> goose. I'm like, oh, my gosh.
6: Oh. I was so shocked. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I cook it, and I give it to friends if they come over, and they think you are eating filet mignon. Whoa.
4: Okay. You don't get Canadian bacon from a Canadian goose, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> uh, but, but goose hunting what? is getting ready. What are you doing to, to prepare for that?
6: So uh, to prepare for that, once again, I make sure my shotgun is is clean, safe. Um, I do some target practicing with it, so I go out to uh, um, do do some clay bird shooting, some trap shooting, um, just to get my my mechanics down, uh, making sure that the gun's functioning properly. Um, I've got to make sure that my blind is is, uh, up to snuff. I've got to brush it in um, to make it, obviously, so the geese can't see it. Um, practice on my goose calls, you know, knock the rust off of them, so to say, and, and uh, um, get ready to rock and roll. Uh, early Canada goose season in Missouri opens up October second.
3: Oh, it's coming up. So, so Jason, I'm going to ask a question from the standpoint of somebody who's never been goosing. I've been duck hunting, never been mm-hmm. Canadian goose hunting. My my belief is that takes a little heavier load than normal. Correct? I mean, these are these are pretty big birds
6: yeah um i mean I, a duck you can get away with like a um i, I shoot what's called it's a, it's a three inch 12 gauge load it's a three inch number two shot okay. Canada goose hunting I'd use a three inch BB shot and some guys use three and a half inch triple b um just a bit bigger shot, a little bit more powder, bigger knockdown because it is a bigger bird and how
4: how big do they go about eight pounds ten
6: pounds? Oh gosh, no! I've I've killed some that are 15 pounds. Whoa. I mean, the, the the big migrators. Yeah, they're are some pretty big, pretty big birds. That's
4: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And and where where do you? Uh, and we're talking goose hunting, and you're preparing for that. Do you also sh- uh, shoot or, or hunt in the West County area? I'm close. Close. <laughs> what, what are the coordinates?
3: <laughs> that uh, sorry about that one. There, <laughs> I there, can't hear that. there are a lot of uh, deer that I'd like you to take care of in West counties. So if you could get on that, we'd appreciate it. I, they, um, you know, my backyard on the drive to work every morning. I dr- I drive um, uh, on on one road where I leave my house, a little two lane road. In the mornings at about four a.m., if I veer off the road a little bit to the right, like where there's grass. I I could take three or four deer out. They lay in the grass right next to the road at four in the morning. My assumption is they stay out there to keep away from predators who might be in the woods.
6: Yeah, they're just bedding down for the night, you know, and, and they can see a lot better out in the open, or that, that maybe it's a spot that they feel safe in, and that's where they're going to bed down overnight. Yeah, it's
3: amazing because then sometime after gun season starts, I'll go sit in a in a in a tree stand for four or five hours, freezing my butt off, and I won't see a deer. And that's what irritates <laughs> me.
6: <laughs> that's why it's called hunting and not killing.
3: Yeah, Whoa. that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. Like,
4: it's like when I go to the lake, I go catching. I don't go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> um uh Jason uh okay so you are a hunter extraordinaire we mentioned uh that Jason uh, hunts and thinks about hunting uh all year round uh w- what's your take on on the uh the wild hogs and the um the bear hunts have you have you put in for those or are can you do that yet
6: Yep so the wild hogs um yeah they everyone need every one of those need need to uh pretty much need to die cuz they're just decimating um farmlands southern missouri and they're slowly making their way up to south central missouri um, all the way from east to west side of the state Um, as for the bear and elk hunting um, that recently started i've put in for all of them Um, this year was the first year for bear yeah last year was the first year for elk and um i think it's great because um what missouri state flag has a bear on it yeah and um it's it's nice to have those animals back in in our ecosystems in the state of missouri no wonder uh no no word yet on uh, whether you won the lottery oh i I'm not gonna get drawn for those. That's my luck, so no, I did not get drawn <laughs> oh, for no. bear. <laughs> You mean
3: you don't they don't tell you if you don't get it. They only tell you if
6: you do yeah, well, no, they tell you that you did not get drawn and so oh, right okay. now it's it's the hunter pays ten dollars just to be put into the lottery, yeah, um, and I'm more than happy to do that because um, that money goes back into the research and conservation for those animals see mark zuckerberg do you hear me
4: do you hear me this is all you need to do is just let the people know why they violated your policy Uh, which i explained which i explained in our first segment because i was in facebook jail for my first time this week
3: (laughs) jason i got a challenge for you i know you hunt uh, all all kinds of different game Uh my little nephew comes to me the uh, a couple months back and he goes hey look at my uh look at my dart gun my blow gun it's a blow gun the thing yep. is about four feet long, I'd guess, and it has a, a dart that you load into it, Whoa. and he said, people hunt bear with this, and I'm like, they, they do not. Come on. Are you kidding me? Loads me up on YouTube and shows me a video. Of course. And, of course, you got to get pretty close to the bear. That's the problem, but this sure. guy took down a bear with a blowgun. I was stunned by it. It's all, it's all placements. You go for the vitals. It's all about placement. So it's not it's not poison darts. No, really, no, it's just a a dart that loads into this gun, and you got to get close enough, and it it pin, and hit it in the right spot, right, oh right behind the front leg, and the bear dropped like a. I mean, it didn't run very far, and it was done. Unbelievable.
6: Yeah, well, it's, it's all placement. As long as you get to the vitals, <laughs> that
4: animal's gonna gonna be gonna die shortly. Well, Jason knows my wife and uh, and she, he knows that she's a vegetarian. So my yep. wife's idea is hunting is going deer hunting. If you can tackle it and then <laughs> stab it with a knife, then that's hunting. <laughs> Otherwise, all this technology is just hooey.
2: <laughs>
3: she wants the animal to have every chance. Is that
4: she what you're saying? Does. Yeah, saying she it. does. Yep. She'll probably be standing between me and it anyway. Well, so, If
3: I went bow hunting, uh, the animal would have every chance because well, I wouldn't be
4: able to hit it. <laughs> Mark, the more you get to know Jason, the more chances you have of him dropping <laughs> off uh, some uh, venison sausage like mm. he's done with me over the years. Oh, nice. Jason, yep. good luck to you in your hunting season, and thanks for joining us, man. It's been, uh, great to catch up
3: with you. Thank you guys. Have a good day. All right, thank you. Jason. I Love talking to folks care. who know what they're doing. Man, the passionate. Passionate. I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like to go and I, I like to deer hunt and I like um the bee, the the deer jerky and Ugh. things like that. Um but I just don't I've never had a lot of success at. It. I've killed a couple of them, but not a lot. And never one that that was big enough to mount.
4: Thank God for grocery stores Not for me. In the ro- exactly. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I'm mean, going hunting at schnooks. For a guy to be able to make a, a statement like he hasn't bought protein in 13 years, <laughs> oh, wow. that's legit. That's legit.
3: Kill it and grill it, baby. Yeah. Good for him.
4: That's right. All right. Uh, so, coming up on the next segment.
3: Yeah, uh, we are going to talk uh, with Nicole Hansel Middleman. That name sounds vaguely familiar. Part of Carl. it does. Why, why would that be? Hansel and Gretel? No. Um- <laughs> That's my wife. Oh my goodness I knew that sounded familiar. Thank you a cameo.
5: but it's mm-hmm. Constitution Week right She's a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution. Awesome
3: can't wait. We'll be right back on Second Amendment radio and the great outdoors it's just fast is. As-
7: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
4: if your day sounds like
2: we need to report asap
4: you deserve medela if you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame,
5: too,
2: too
4: you deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
4: Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. My wife, my wife, not my wife. My she, wife. She would never, never come on. She just, she, she just wouldn't come on.
5: Well, the I, reason I,
4: I hear about it uh-huh. when I get home, but she you doesn't. You
5: should have said this. That's what I heard because I said, "Hey, you want me to talk about Constitution Week on the Second Amendment Radio?" And she said, "Every time you try to do it, you do it almost correct." <laughs> almost. And wow. so I said, "You know what?" I'm just going to talk to you then.
4: Okay, so we will be talking or hearing from uh, Carl's wife in just a moment. Uh, It is an important week, and uh, this is an important show. Second Amendment Radio on The Great Outdoors. Brought to you by Chuck's Boots in Fenton and St. Peter's. If you've never been, you will be amazed when you walk in. And they've got everything from work boots to hunting boots to uh, biker boots to clothing, gifts, everything. Huge stores. Shop online at chucksboots.com. And get registered to win the Polaris General 1000 side-by-side from Thorough Good Boots and Chuck's Boots. Go to chucksboots.com.
3: Very nice. You know... Two, at least two amendments to the Constitution are going to be very important, the 10th and the 25th very soon. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. I just have to tell you. The 10th right now, the 25th maybe before long. But yeah, Constitution Week. I'm, You know, I did a little event the other night for my Senate uh, series uh, for, of speakers for people running for the United States Senate, and I always go up and do a little bit of trivia. I usually do questions about the Constitution mm-hmm. just to see who remembers because a lot of people think they know about the Constitution and then they've got the wrong amendment or that's not in the Constitution
5: or they quote it wrong. They quote it wrong. So this is very important. Carl, what do you have for us? Well, my wife is a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution, and she's going to talk about that. But they do something every year called Constitution Week. Now, I have to mention, my wife is not a spokesperson for the organization. Only the president general can speak for the DAR, but she's been a member of the Constitution Week committee for a couple of decades now. She'll explain it.
4: Let her do it. She'll do a better job of it.
5: I'm here with my guest, Nicole Hansel-Middleman. Hello. Hi, Carl. Well, I am very much appreciative of this opportunity
1: to speak with you today and to share Constitution Week. Where are Bo and Mark?
5: They are not able to be here right now. So I get to interview you. Tell the people who you are.
1: I am Nicole Hansel-Middleman of the O'Fallon Chapter D.A.R. And I am also the support system for the wonderful place that is Carl World.
5: Carl World's awesome. Now we're here to talk about the Daughters of the American Revolution celebrating Constitution Week. First of all, what is... The Daughters of the American Revolution.
1: The Daughters of the American Revolution is a philanthropic organization that is lineage-based, and every member can trace their ancestry back to the Revolutionary War. And I have three proven revolutionary patriots.
5: So DAR is Daughters of the American Revolution, and the Hodar, those are husbands of the Daughters of the American Revolution, and that is what I am, correct? Correct. And very lucky to be so. Why do the daughters celebrate Constitution Week every year?
1: The DAR urges Americans to reflect on the Constitution and to celebrate the week of September 17th through 23rd every year as an annual observance to honor one of the foundational documents of our national governance. The Constitution is one of two main documents that are of paramount importance to the American history— Everybody knows the Declaration of Independence, and which forged our national identity, and there's the U.S. Constitution. And the Constitution sets forth the framework for the federal government as it functions today. Our forefathers were very foresighted to have created a living, breathing document that is still evolving and is still in use today. The current Daughters of the American Revolution President General is Denise Doring Van Buren, and she spoke very well when she said that while Independence Day is well recognized and a beloved national holiday, a lot fewer people know about Constitution Week. And it's true. This is an annual celebration of the document that upholds and protects the freedoms that are central to our American way of life. And so the DAR initiated the observance in 1955. They petitioned the U.S. Congress at that time to dedicate September 17th through 23rd of each year to commemorate Constitution Week. And the Congress adopted this resolution, and then President Dwight D. Eisenhower is the one who signed it into public law. And the Celebration goals, it's got three goals. First, to encourage the study of the historical events that led to the framing of the Constitution in September of 1787. Secondly, to remind the public that the Constitution is the basis of America's great heritage and the foundation for its way of life. Finally, it's used to emphasize the U.S. citizens' responsibility to protect, defend, and preserve the U.S. Constitution. A lot of people like to quote the Constitution, but it's often misquoted. It's very important that Americans, as citizens, read this document, learn what it's about, and understand it, and do their utmost as citizens to protect it and to make sure that its foundations are not diluted.
5: Now, I found this holiday very interesting because normally the government makes sure that they all get Monday off, But this is a floating holiday. It's always the 17th through the 23rd because it's not an official, like, you don't get days off for it. It's just a remembrance kind of thing. Has it always been that way?
1: Yes. And the president puts out a national proclamation every year designating it as such.
5: Is there a memorial honoring the Constitution?
1: Yes. D.A.R. Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. at 1776 D Street is a memorial to that immortal document. The Constitution of the United States incorporates the principles of freedom, equality, and justice for which our forefathers strove. And one of my very favorite things about Constitution Hall, DAR Constitution Hall is the only structure specifically dedicated to the US Constitution, but it is also grouped with Memorial Continental Hall and together, they are part of the largest group of buildings independently owned and operated by women in the world.
5: So which DAR chapter are you with?
1: I'm locally with the O'Fallon chapter DAR. But locally, our efforts combine to state organizations and part of the Missouri state and nationally. And we've got international chapters overseas as well that are very active.
5: So how do I celebrate Constitution Week? Do I read the Constitution or do I just know, hey, it's Constitution Week? What can someone do?
1: There's a lot of things that you can do. And locally, our chapter members are putting displays all over town to promote Constitution Week. We've also encouraged citizens to reach out to your local government representatives to issue a proclamation about Constitution Week. Ask your schools or your principals to do a proclamation or to at least observe Constitution Week and make sure students are aware of it in some way. They can issue a school proclamation and make sure teachers are teaching the Constitution, which I believe is mandatory in the state of Missouri at this time. And encourage everyone you know to study the Constitution and make a personal pledge to learn this document and to protect this document. You can also contact your local DAR chapter and invite them to give a program on the Constitution if you have a local group that needs a program. For more information, you can reach out to the DAR at DAR.org.
5: So I want you to tell a quick little funny story about how we had all these flags in our house, and then for a while we didn't. Why were there a lot of flags then no flags, and now we have flags again in our house.
1: Oh, I love that you want to hear that story. Okay, but I will tell it. Okay, so in communities across America, daughters will put up lots of community displays and sponsor proclamations, ring bells, and part of my displays every year include American flags. And I saw on TV there was some interview, and they said that everybody's flags were made in another country. And I'm thinking rather smugly to myself, well, my flags aren't all made in another country. And so I marched myself up to my supply box, and sure enough, all my flags were made in another country. So I tossed all those flags, and I thought, well, by the next time Constitution Week rolls around, I'll get new flags. Only I didn't quite get that done. So came around, and I had to go get new flags. But now all of my flags say Made in the USA,
5: Nicely done. And since this is the Second Amendment and the Great Outdoors show, of course, we love the Constitution, and we invite everyone to go find out more about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which is a part of the Constitution, and all about that, that we were talking about, the Living, Breathing document. And you can do that at DAR.org.
1: We invite everyone to join us in celebrating this very powerful document, which has enabled our democracy within a republic for more than two centuries. And we truly hope that all St. Louis citizens will learn more about their Constitution and the immense impact this document has on our nation.
5: Is there anything you'd like to tell the audience about me on the Second Amendment Radio and Great Outdoors show?
1: That you were a wonderful, most beloved husband, and I appreciate this opportunity to share my celebration of Constitution Week.
5: That sounds 100% authentic and not forced at all. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank my lovely wife, my better half, for being on with us. And she told me that anyone can make a proclamation – you just have to have the right words right and so whereas September 17th 2021 marks the 234th anniversary of the drafting of the Constitution of the United States of America by the Constitutional Convention and whereas it is fitting and proper to officially recognize this magnificent document and the anniversary of its creation and whereas it is fitting and proper to officially recognize the patriotic celebrations which will commence the occasion and whereas public law 915 guarantees the issuing of a proclamation each year by the President of the United States of America designating September 17th through the 23rd as Constitution Week. Whoa. Now, therefore, I, Carl Middleman, producer of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on KMOX and 97.1, do hereby proclaim September 17th through the 23rd, 2021, to be Constitution Week at Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, and ask everyone to reaffirm the ideals. The Framers of the Constitution had in 1787.
4: Well done. Very nice. Very nice. nice. Wow. That is
3: very kind that she did that. And you need two witnesses. Hey. You've got it covered. This is like the Bible. It's official. We don't have to be a mayor or anything. That's really
4: cool. <laughs> no key to hang on to. <laughs> no. You got enough keys. That, that, uh, that actually is very nice. And... You know, people don't take the Constitution seriously. I I wonder how many people in elected positions actually know what the Constitution is or is, has even read it. Um, so that that is very kind of her to to proclaim that. And uh, yeah, I'm impressed. You impressed, Mark?
3: Very much so. And I'm I'm glad that we're recognizing. Glad that I'm glad that uh, we we have a week to recognize it. Now, I guess we need to find out if Joe Biden's going to do the same <laughs> proclamation. Right? Is that it?
5: No, he already did. The president—it's like it's automatic every year. The president does it. Okay. What if he forgot? Uh, well, if someone—if someone told him. Whoa!
3: Whoa! <laughs> I'm just—it's just an observation. That's all. Just wondered about that. Well, that's great. Well, thanks to Nicole though for for
5: informing in us and the daughters of the American Revolution for learning us up. That's outstanding.
4: So I guess she doesn't spend a lot of time bending your ear about her girlfriend's drama or the Kardashians. She sounds pretty smart.
5: I like her. You like Uh, her? Yeah.
4: More importantly, does she like you? Well,
5: that
3: changes data. (laughs) Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors for Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman. I'm Mark Cox. We'll see you next weekend. See you, boys.
2: Get more at 971Talk.com.